on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, weekdays from 9 to 11, right here on WKOM 1017. You never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices, certainly in the Southeast, on college football, John Bryce with FootballScoop.com. We have with us this morning Mike Keith, voice of the Titans, TWSAA Executive Director Bernard. Childress. New York Times best-selling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday. Mr. Jeff Perlman. The voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor. Three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 1017 WKOM. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today. or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Good morning, Southern Middle Tennessee, and welcome in to another edition of the only daily local high school sports talk hour in the area. We come to you live from Columbia, Tennessee. The TriStar Sports Radio Headquarters right here on West 7th in Columbia. The dimple of the universe. We welcome in all of our new listeners from WZYX, the Eagle Radio in Franklin County. Joining our network today, every Tuesday and Thursday on 1440 AM, 94.5 FM and 95.3 FM. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. We are going to be bringing you the best in local sports coverage on the radio that you can find anywhere in this region. I'm Chris Yao. I am joined, as you heard, by Mo Patton, TSWA Hall of Famer, and, of course, J.P. Plant on the controls, as always. So, gentlemen... He didn't say it. Every time someone says gentleman, Mo says where. <laughs> where? <laughs> Good morning. How's it going? It's going. It's going. Um, I'm glad to be on the airwaves in Franklin County, as you said. You know, um, JP unveiled that promo on us. That was the first time that we had um, been exposed to that. That was... Um, that was some good work there, sir. I like to get uh, authentic reaction. I will tell you. Yeah. I was I, I was head bobbing to the that beat though. Yeah, it was our, 
Yeah. Our it was really good. Bumper music, our uh, network music. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I Very rarely will you not see me not at the Roxbury head bobbing mm-hmm. to a good beat. <laughs> You'll find me there. Well, that, that That's my go-to when I know I found the right uh, music clip. Is if, if my head starts going... If we go to the Roxbury, absolutely. It's a keeper. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day is brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Give us a call, 931-381-1017. Shoot us a text at that number, 931-381-1017. Include your name and where you're from if you would like to talk about any local high school sports in Franklin County, in Murray County, Lawrence County, Marshall County, Williamson County, which we will talk about in the next segment. Uh, Did you get Giles and Lawrence? I got Lawrence, Giles yeah. County. That 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 yeah. you know, if you're yeah. down there in the yeah. Pulaski area, some some big doings out of um out of Giles County last last night. night. As a matter of fact, you're we'll right. We'll get to that later in the show. We have the rundown for you coming up. The rundown is for our new listeners a simple list of scores and schedule from high school sports action last night. Of course, the schedule coming up tonight. In the next segment, we've got Joe Williams of the Williamson Herald. He joins us every Tuesday to talk about Williamson County sports. We will have a Franklin County guest on Thursday Thursday to talk more about sports in your area out there in Winchester. Um, in the second hour, we'll talk college football playoffs. We'll talk NFL coaching rumors because, goodness gracious, there have been some unique rumors out There's some, circulating. Some interesting names being tied to some interesting teams. Uh, I, I'm really curious to see how this turns out. It's you know, also- here's, here's what's interesting. I was thinking about it this morning. So you've got, this year you've got 14 playoff teams. Correct. Out of 32. Yes. Right now, and I don't guess it's going to change at this point, you've got six coaching vacancies. That's correct. So basically you've got 12 teams that are good with where they were. (laughs) I mean. That's accurate. Sure. It's just interesting. Well, I mean, there are obviously, you know, levels to how good we are. Hmm. Like how how complacent we are with our current situation. Now, when you consider that one of those 12 teams is coached by Bill Belichick. The other. It, it, it's not like the Patriots were going to make a move. The other was a Super Bowl participant and lost its starting quarterback early in the year. Mm-hmm. So I can understand maybe being a little less uh, quick on the draw there. And another, well, he gave him a 10-year, $100 million contract. What are you going to do? <laughs> so, yeah, so you're, you're going to kind of roll with that. you got to roll bit. with it for a while. So it is what it is. Uh, but you're right. It, it is interesting that um, and so many NFL teams can be complacent with, you know, wherever they are. Yeah. I'm – I mean, and it, it, it kind of goes back to that. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse to some degree. And I think the Dolphins are getting better. I mean, I can understand 
that they that mean they they won ten games and missed the playoffs. But yeah, yeah. So they won ten games in their division, which is, I, I guess, ha, it's not as good as it has been. I guess from well, with it's, the Patriots, but I, it's not as good as it has been with the Patriots. But it's better than it has been from the standpoint everywhere that, else. You know, Buffalo is the number two seed. You know, Miami won ten games, like you said. Of course, you got the Jets, but. Well, the Jets are the Jets. They are, and that's why they, they were. and that's why they are one of the six looking that are looking for for a, for a coach. Yeah, so uh, it's you know I love, and, and we're going to get into all those coaching rumors and all of the things that that we're hearing from multiple sources. Uh, but just as an FYI, Mo and I run a local high school sports website, sm-tnsports.com, covering mostly uh, Murray County and immediate relatives to that, Southern Williamson, Northern Giles, Northern Lawrence County. But we certainly touch on several of the area teams in the 8 AAA footprint is what we call it. Mm-hmm. It's the, that District 8 AAA footprint. We touch on a lot of those, obviously, because we have a team in that footprint. We do. And, we do. and it's always uh, enjoyable to to get into deeper into that 8 AAA because of the history and the, uh, the that type of thing that you see, you know, obviously with the, the smaller schools as well, Moore County, Huntland, um, that type of thing. So we will certainly touch on that at the web, on the website at sm-tnsports.com. You can follow us on Twitter at sm underscore tnsports. And also on Facebook, you can search Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today or it's facebook.com slash smtnsports. Pretty simple. We're on Instagram too. So there's that. If you miss any part of the show, it is available for you on a podcast, wherever you get your podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, etc. You can find it on our website, of course, but just search SM-TN Sports today. So, man, uh, I'm really excited once again to, to welcome in WZYX and just want... You know, when we're talking about high school sports here, we get really, <laughs> we get really in depth with a lot of these things, and really excited about what this area is bringing right now. Last night we went to summer t- or went to a Columbia Academy in Summertown game, and Monday games are unusual right now in the second half of the basketball season. A lot of times it's just Tuesday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Friday games, but uh, getting some non-district games because. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and people want to play basketball. That's it. And <laughs> um, you, you, you get in where you fit in sometimes, and I think that was kind of the case for Columbia Academy and, and Summertown Boys last night, and we're going to get into that one a little bit more here later in the show. But that game was about what you would have expected out of Columbia Academy and Summertown, a couple of longtime rivals, even though they hadn't played in more than two seasons. But um, a lot of familiarity there. Yes, and we do need to uh, do something very important in this first segment, and that is 
hand out some hardware. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do that in uh, in just a minute. So let's go ahead and see if we can't find somebody to give some awards to. What do you say? Let's see what we can do. <laughs> so uh, we did not make this decision beforehand. So this is an on-the-fly decision. Is this your Oprah moment for the, for today? <laughs> here's the easy yeah, part. Yeah, basically. Here's the easy part. The team of the week. <laughs> the end-to-win live team of the week is presented by Custom Stone Handlers. I hope you get this one right. Well, I mean, one team played a bunch of games over the break. <laughs> and won two of three in a very difficult tournament. So I'm going to go with the Summertown Lady Eagles because, again, they went over to a very difficult tournament and beat two of three uh, AAA teams and performed very well in that tournament. So this week's End to End Life Team of the Week, presented by Custom Stone Handlers, is the Summertown Lady Eagles. Now, here's where it gets fun. Our mm-hmm. Covenant Technology. By the way, Covenant Technology uh, owned by Bob Taylor, who is a Winchester native. Yeah. Good stuff there. Yeah. So that's the kind of insight you get on this show, JP. Symmetry. You had no idea that Bob Taylor. Symmetry. Who owns Covenant Technology. Is a Winchester native. Winchester area native. Hashtag so, who knew. Right. So... Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's give out a a, a a player of the week award mm-hmm. presented by Covenant Technology. I have I, I have a an idea. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get your thoughts on this. We we may have to have a vote this morning. Let's see. Let, let's see. You tell me who you think it should be, and I'll tell you who I think it should be, and we'll let JP decide. I well. Since we didn't go with the Summit Wrestling team winning the Mayor Garston battle for independence this weekend. See, I don't know what that even means. And that may be why. It's a team championship. It's a pretty good tournament. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't don't know what that Mayor Mm -hmm. Garston tournament means. Uh, Well, Mayor is for John Mayor. I I knew what that is. Okay. (laughs) I do know John. Okay. But that's, that's as far as my knowledge went. Okay. Garston is Hunter Garston, who is a okay. former independence wrestler who sustained a catastrophic injury in a wrestling tournament his freshman year down at um, down in Huntsville back in 2013, gotcha. I think it was, that that occurred, his freshman year. And it was right before this tournament. And a couple of weeks later, this wow. tournament was held. You know, this was the 16th year of the tournament. Um, John Mayer, obviously a big-time home builder in southern Williamson County and points beyond, was a wrestling coach at Franklin Junior High School. And actually, more symmetry here. First article I ever did for my school newspaper at Franklin Junior High was on Coach, Coach Mayer and the FJHS wrestling team. So... There you go. He, he likes to tell people he got me my start. All right. But, but anyway. So who is the player of the week? Um, One of the Summit guys that won, maybe Ryan Smith, the 285-pounder. I, I think we go with the Summit team. 
as the players as the players of the week. Players of the week. Okay, I'm okay with that. All right, does that sound go. good to you, JP? It's your award. Absolutely. I like it. All right. By like the way, it. this John Mayer. Mm-hmm. This is not the musician John Mayer, right? No, no, no spelled no. different. No, okay. M A H. Just making sure. Yeah. You remember? No, you remember? I, I picked that up on wrestling. I didn't think John Mayer, the musician, looked like much like a wrestler. No, no. So no. you you know the Green Mile? Mm-hmm. Coffee like the drink, but spelled different. It's Mayer like the guitar player, but spelled, spelled different. Spelled different. <laughs> <laughs> when all, right. We, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back on the other side of the break, we will give you the Patio West Scholar Athlete of the Week. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay tuned. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. High school sports. Here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We are going to give you the Patio West Comfort and Coastal Eats Scholar Athlete of the Week. This week, we hand that off to, we're just going to call him Q because I still can't pronounce his name. It's Q Martin. <laughs> From Columbia Central. We need to get um, Lou Maddox in here just to see if he can pronounce Q's name. Is this a, a, a test? A test. A broadcasting test? Absolutely. Yeah. And then if he can, we'll just tape it. There you go. <laughs> Put it on my button. There we go. Yeah. So there it is. Q Martin, your Patio West Comfort and Coastal Elites uh, Scholar Athlete of the week. It's Tuesday. It's 925. And in the second segment every Tuesday, we like to welcome in our friends from the Williamson Herald. This week, we get Mr. Joe Williams. Joe underscore T underscore Williams on Twitter or at WH Sports. It's a little easier to remember. Here's my question. As long as I've known Joe and as long as I've known the Twitter handle, Joe underscore T underscore Williams, I've never known. What's the T for? Thomas. Ah, Joseph Thomas Williams. What no, a, no, 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 no
Oh. No, it is Joe. Joe. Oh, all right. My it's bad. Fun, it's funny you say that, Joe. That's unusual for Joe yeah. to just be a name, right? My my wife's mother's name is Kim. No middle name. No middle name. No, not no Kimberly. Burley. Just Kim. Yeah. So that's that, that's pretty cool there, Joe Thomas. So really, it's, it's Joe Tom. Joe, yeah, as Joe opposed Tom. to Jim Tom. Joe, Joe Tom. Yeah. Joe yeah. Tom Williams. Uh, yeah, my 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 father was John Thomas and uh, gotcha. went by JP. Okay. Yeah, I, I was I was always surprised I get I didn't get tagged with that, but no, I've always been Joe. Well, were you ever Joe Thomas, or has it always just been Joe? Only when Mama was upset. Uh, <laughs> trust me, uh, trust me. Vincent Maurice understands that. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a southern thing, man. When Mama calls you, by when when you get both names, names, yeah, run the other direction. Uh, well, ain't no sense in running. <laughs> yeah, too late uh, to run. Good, because you got to come yeah. back. I no, mean, so. but when you come back, bring your own switch. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and not Joe, a small Joe, one. Well, and, and, and Joe is such a, uh, you know, Joe Williams. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, I had to, you know, there, there's like 8,000 Joe Williamses who tried to get on Twitter at the same time. So, yeah. you know, I had to have something that, that set it apart. I, I, I'll tell you, years ago when I first started doing radio, just a, a quick aside, funny story. Um, Joe Williams is my name. That's the name. I did not change my name. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, there were folks who, who questioned, and, and one of my first program directors came in and said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You can't use that name. It's too simple. we got to come up with something different. I said, well, you know, I've had this for 18 years. I'm pretty happy with it. <laughs> and he just kind of gave me this look. He says, that's all right. I got the perfect answer. He said, Joe Williams is just too plain. He says, I've done this a million times. It's easy. We're now going to use your mother's maiden name. What was your mother's maiden name? I said, Smith. <laughs> Joe Smith, and, huh? And he looked at me, and he—I said it's my uncle's name too, by the way. And he, he looked at me, and he said, "All right, I'm going to fire you for being a smart aleck." I went, "No, I swear to God, you can call my mama, <laughs> Miss Smith Williams." Yeah, <laughs> you know, wow. So, yeah, he he walked away and left me alone. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, Joe Williams is is just too too plain." We, what's your mother's maiden name? Smith. Smith. Oh, that's you. Know, it's it's funny because we're talking about uh, talking about simple names and whatnot. But Joe, I, I wanted to talk to you briefly, as briefly as we can get it to, uh, about someone with a much cooler name than any of us, and that's uh, Fluky Buford. Yeah, <laughs> wanted to uh, memorialize him this morning on our show. I'm sure. Plenty of our listeners uh, remember seeing him at the fairgrounds over the years, especially those in the Middle Tennessee area. Yeah, Fluky, Fluky was a, a local icon, a legend. Um, quite frankly, there are those in the racing business who think Fluky could have been Daryl Waltrip before Daryl Waltrip had he not lost an eye in a, an industrial accident. Um, you know, two-time champion. He, he won. He won a figure eight championship at Nashville. He won a cadet championship on the quarter mile. He won two uh, premier division championships on uh, on the big track. But it's the legacy that he left 
not just fluky. You, you know, he, he, his wife, Lily, was a powder puff winner. His, his son, Joe, uh, is the winningest driver at, at Nashville in the Premier Divisions, won four titles, won a, a NASCAR regional title. Um, all three of those folks are in the Hall of Fame. Miss, Miss Lily went in this year. Um, and then you've got uh, grandson Cody, who is kind of Fluky's right hand, who also won races at the fairgrounds. I mean, the, 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 the family name there is, is it's kind of like the Bufords, the Marlins, you know, when, when you start talking about family connections. And I can certainly tell you coming up in Franklin in the seventies, um, never was a huge racing fan, but the Bufords were pretty much racing royalty in that area. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing you didn't, and that's, that was the great part. You know, you didn't have to be a real racing fan. That's, that's one of those folks, you you don't have to be a racing fan to understand, um, what fluky, what fluky was to the, to the racing community and what he, he became. And there's probably, I've talked to probably a dozen drivers who've told me how important fluky was to them because he'd come by, Hey, how you doing? Hey, listen, you know, if you, if you do this a little bit different, have you thought about doing that? Or they go to him. Most of them went to him and said, look, what am I doing wrong? And said, it was funny because fluky was, was the, what I call the ultimate racing mentor. He told you just enough to get better, but not enough to beat him. <laughs> yeah, you can't can't give away all the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's like a guy told me once about um, playing video games and and having your kids teach them to you. It's like don't don't have your kids teach you video games because they they won't they won't teach you well. They they just teach you enough that they can still embarrass you. So yeah. <laughs> um, Certainly get that. We are visiting with Joe Williams from the Williamson Herald um, about all things, basically. I mean, we bring either he or Charles Pulliam on every other Tuesday to talk about Williamson County sports, but we certainly like to pick Joe's brain about other stuff, particularly in the racing realm, (laughs) because that's – and when are you? What, every bit of thirty seconds. Uh, yeah. When are you going in the Hall of Fame, Joe? Actually, uh, I was honored to be inducted in two thousand nine. Well, uh, oh well, that's why I didn't know. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Well, two thousand nine inductee yeah. Joe Williams. Yeah. Look at this. We yeah. got half the people on our show right now are Hall of Famers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good point. What have you done lately, and the, Chris? And the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, the others are just waiting. It'll happen. I'm not old enough. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not there as old go. as some of these that, other folks. And there, there's the there's the old. That's thing. our story, and we're sticking to Ma- it. Maurice, Maurice, reach across there, laughing. <laughs> there, there's the old thing again. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Just remember one thing, Mister Yao, and this is extremely important, and for the listeners too. Just remember one thing: age and treachery will supersede youth, supersede youth and enthusiasm every day. Every day. Never fails. You guys, it, you know, as you get older, you have to get uh, sneakier and better at what you're doing. So, you know, us young folks, we don't really see it coming as often. There you go. <laughs> well, you guys, look, you you guys don't understand how how much easier uh, to an extent this job is now than it used to be. You know, when uh, I, I don't think Maurice and I either one go back far enough to where you literally got on the phone and dictated stories. But, 
Close. I'm betting, <laughs> betting Mo can remember the day when, when you carried the little uh, Radio Shack TRS-80 mm-hmm. and you had a phone coupler. Which, which now there's not even a phone that you could put in a coupler. But yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's, Only at the ATM. That, yeah. You'd have to use an ATM phone line, which I've done. So I get it. Hey, do what I you mean. Need. It, you know, it, it, the, the way things have changed it just just in, in, in our careers and, and the way it's going to change is you get, you know, once we retire and you guys go on, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's amazing. And oh. I think attitudes are, attitudes are the same way. I mean, um, and I, I made this comment, boy, you're getting me off on a tangent here, but I made this comment the other day that the way things, that loyalty, loyalty and commitment, how it has changed and how it's all filtered down, you know, from, from free agency and pro sports to transfer portals and, and college sports to, you know, even in high schools now, we've seen this, I don't like where I'm at, so hey, Let's just buy a house somewhere else and change our address. And three days later, I can play for somebody else. We talked about that yesterday with uh, yeah. Chip Walters, and it's 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 frustrating. It's definitely different. Um, yeah, that's the travel baseball mentality, right? Because travel baseball used to be something important. Like if you played travel ball, you were pretty good. But nowadays, everybody's got a travel team. And if you don't play on one, heck, just go to the other one down the street, or go start one, or start one. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it is frustrating. I agree. Anyway, yeah, now that we question. have five minutes left in our segment, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about sports. We where, did. Where racing, you? Racing is a sport. <laughs> where are you going tonight? I don't know. Um, I'll be real honest. I have taken off um, all through the holidays. Uh, kind of, kind of playing the, the being careful careful with the COVID thing, uh, the new, the new requirements for who's allowed where makes it a little bit easier to start thinking about getting out some. Um, the question is how long are we going to be under this stuff? You know, the best part is at least, at least the kids are getting to play. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, at least we're getting to play. Well, I'll tell you, go ahead. The, the team up here I really want to see, the two teams I really want to see, uh, one is Ravenwood because I, I I think Coach has got something going. Of course, if I go, I'll probably get bumped off. Um, and then uh, Summit's the other one. Mm-hmm. And I've, seen, are, them, I've are, seen them both, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I was able to catch Ravenwood down here a couple of weeks ago when they beat Summit. It was the um, – first game back for most of Summit's football guys. And uh, I think that game over in East Brentwood here later will really be an interesting matchup. So I tell you what, what what's really going to be interesting is, is not so much what happens this year. Cause I think this year is a, is, is one of those weird years where they're going to be an, you know, there'll be an asterisk beside everything that happens this year to an extent. Um, but next year, when hopefully things are, are a little calmer on the uh, pandemic front, but when we start seeing these new uh, districts come into play and mm-hmm. the way everybody's been cut up and chopped around, it's going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting. And, and um, you know, we kind of voiced our disapproval of how the Williamson County teams were, were deployed 
in that new district to, you know, deaf ears, obviously. But, you know, who are we and what do we know? <laughs> but, um, you you know, probably applied logic and common sense. And, and, and how dare I? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you've been, you've been cussed for that before. <laughs> Man, what you talking about? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, we – um. Some interesting games in 11 AAA tonight, uh, and we're going to get to this in more detail in the next segment. But um, Centennial comes to Spring Hill. Dixon County goes to Independence. And in an all-Wilco matchup, Summit goes to Franklin. That ought to be a pretty good ball game. That Summit-Franklin game? Yeah. Both, and, and, you know, from the girls' standpoint, to see John Wild go back. Mm-hmm. Um He's, uh, I think he's got a little something under his, his, up his sleeve for this year. The boys game should be extremely interesting. You know, I was shocked when Franklin went over and handled Riverdale the way they did here not long ago. You know, here's the thing. Franklin has the tools to do a lot of things. And and, and I think to go, uh, to go pretty far in this, uh, this year, but the catch is they've, they've got to be. They've got to be on, as the old saying goes. But when they're on, I think they can beat anybody. Say when they're on, you mean when Will when Reed Kemp is on, right? Well, see, that's what no, that's what I'm saying. Reed <laughs> Kemp's got to be on, but you've got uh, you've got uh, the you know Aiden Smiley, you got the Thurman kid, uh, Connor Bevan does pretty well uh, running underneath. There's just, I mean, they got a lot of tools there. And I think, to be honest with you, I think the key is um, not just Kemp. You know, Kemp's going to do what he's going to do. Reed's going to do what he does. But it's kind of it, it's a lot like when uh, you know a couple of years ago, you can have a great score, but you got to have you know the defense has got to be there, um, the rebounding has got to be there. Or else, it's not the role matter. players. You got to have yeah, role players, especially yeah, in Class Three A. Yeah, I mean and they've got. And here's the thing: they, you know, you you've got four or five on that team uh, who can who can score. It doesn't have to be just Reed. Uh, and I tell you, I think is is really the the glue to that bunch is the Spirito kid. There you go. Just my opinion. Um, he he's he's the he's kind of the heart and the 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 the, the spirit. At least that's my opinion. There are a lot of teams who need that exact that that one role is not easy to fill, and because a lot of kids don't want to accept it. Hmm. But when you can find a kid who's who's just good enough to get on the court, but also gives you that mental uptick, then you got something special. Well, like I say, the thing about it, he he's the one that that you're not going to you're not going to see a whole lot of stats out of him. He's not going to score a whole bunch. Uh, he's, he may not rebound a whole bunch, but he is going to be in your face defense. He is going to be talking. He is going to be pumping everybody up. I know he's going to be the one who slaps the ball out of bounds when nobody expects it and charges the crowd. You know, I, I know a guy who used to play that role. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I would, you, you weren't going to put a whole lot of points in the scorebook for me, but you know what? You, you could you could bet that I was going to be hustling at all points of the game. So exactly, 
Yeah, this is the kid. I, that's who I want. I want him there. I, that's that's the glue. That's what I'm talking about. There you go. Joe, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We appreciate your insight, as always, and uh, your first visit on the show in 2021. Thanks so much for all you do in Williamson County. We appreciate it. And, and Joe's gone. Either that or somebody got a <laughs> It doesn't matter. That's Joe Williams of the Williamson Herald, and he joins us each Tuesday to talk Wilco sports and just about anything else we can come up with. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got a recap of a game that we went to last night. And we then, of course, went to the same game. Yeah, we went. Night. Well, there was only three to choose from, and one of them in the area. So. There we go. <laughs> uh, we'll give you the scores from those games uh, that we did not get to. And tonight's schedule, all of that on the rundown and more. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be right back. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. high school sports and beyond it's on southern middle tennessee sports today welcome back in to southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint chris yow mo Patton, jp plant with you here 14 minutes to the top of the 10 o'clock hour it's a pretty nice day outside here in columbia as we look out the window from the TriStar Sports Radio Network headquarters. And, I mean, it's, it's only going to get better. You know, we talked yesterday when we left here and for lunch. It was like, well, actually, when we left here in the evening, it was 50 degrees and felt like 65. It Crazy. felt unseasonably warm when we left yesterday evening. and I certainly wasn't mad about it. I wasn't mad about it, but at the same time, it was one of those – Waiting for the other shoe to fall kind of things, you know. <laughs> right. You have to be careful because you never know. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, so, last night, we, again, gave you our coverage area earlier. We only had three options, really, for uh, to, to check out any local high school sports in, in our coverage area for the website, sm-tnsports.com. And so we decided to double up on the Columbia Academy Summertown matchup. And that was a really competitive ball game that, again, 
When you hear basketball is a game of runs, this just proved it. This was well worth the attention we gave it. Mm-hmm. It, it was a lot of fun, too. It was. It was a lot of fun. It typically is fun when Columbia Academy and Summertown get together, and um, this was no different. The The Bulldogs eventually come out with an 83-72 win, but, um, you know, it didn't look like that was going to be the case for, you know, most of the first half, for sure. Um, I think Summertown was up by as many as 10 at one point in the second quarter. They um, led 39-37 at the half. Uh, Tanner Ham knocks down a three to open the third quarter, and it's back and forth there for a little bit before the Bulldogs eventually pull away to the 11-point win. They got up. They were down 10 in the first half. They were up 18 at one point. So that speaks to your, you know, your game of runs there. Yeah, I, I mean, I think in the third quarter, uh, you know, it was it was really a game that Columbia Academy came out of the of halftime and took full advantage of the the things that they adjusted, and uh, it's you know it's not a game that that we expected to be a blowout either way, Mm-mm. and yet at times it felt like. Summertown could have pulled away with it and blown out CA, and then at, we saw CA get up by as many as what you said, 18? 18. So, yeah. It's, it's wild. Well, the adjustments that were made at halftime, um, Junior Drew Butt spoke to those in the article that we've got on sm-tnsports.com. He said, we came out with no intensity. Um, Coach D talked to us, got us right. We came out in the second half and turned the game around. And and that, getting you right, uh, you may need some paint rollers in the halftime locker room there after after what Marty DeJarnett went in and did because he probably peeled some of it. But um, they – um. They got right, and they they turned up their defense, went on a 14-3 run there in that third quarter that pretty well turned things around. Yeah, it was a, a really good game, especially in the first half. You, you, you had Gavin Burleson, who had 18, and Skylar Charles did with 14 for the Eagles in the first half. And it it was obvious that, you know, that was a, a point of emphasis in the second half as – uh, Burleson and Trousdale uh, had eight and seven respectively in the second half. So cutting, basically cutting them in half. In half. And that's what you, you know, that's what you have to do. You have to find the shooters, find, find the guys who score and get a hand in their face. And, and probably their number three scorer, um, Caden Trotter, was held to nine points before he fouled out late in the game. So, um, once you were able to cut Trousdale and Burleson off, there wasn't many. There weren't many other options offensively for Summertown. Wes Long said after the game, "We, um, you know, we missed some easy shots. They did. They, the they failed half. to finish in the second half mm-hmm. at, the, at the rim. Mm-hmm. And and that was kind of the difference because they were failing to finish. CA was rebounding it and getting it out in transition, and they were finishing at the other end. And a lot of times they were finishing with threes. They finished with eight. Of them for the game, Tanner Ham with five, but with another two. So there was a stretch there where they hit two or three of those in a row, and then Ham hit a bucket and got fouled. And it it was really, you know, 
it felt like maybe CA wasn't as focused in the first half, and then they came out of the locker room a little more focused, uh, dialed in a little more defensively. I, I thought I thought when CA went to that that three quarter length trap that really made a big difference because Summertown wasn't able to get as many open shots on the perimeter. Uh, and when you're not finishing at the rim and you're not getting open shots at the perimeter, that's not a good combination. That's, that's a bad – that's not a recipe for winning. <laughs> but, um, yeah, CA had played their last game a week ago Monday, mm-hmm. and Marty DeJarnett kind of spoke to that to some degree. Just a little rust. They had a break that they didn't need after um, – that Lipscomb 57-49 loss a week ago, which was their first loss of the season. And so, you know, they didn't necessarily have their legs early, didn't necessarily have their focus early. And um, getting on the floor last night was big for them because this is a big week just in terms of number of games. That was the first of four for them, and we'll get into that schedule more here later. But, again – Big win for the Bulldogs, 83-72 over Summertown. Um, Columbia Academy improves to 8-1 and one with that win. Uh, Summertown falls to 8-4 eight and four. yeah eight and four with that loss. Um, following their four-point win against Murfreesboro Central over the weekend. So, you know, we talked to Katie Embry, the Summertown girls coach, last week on um, Coach's Corner, and we talked about how they have the lengths they've gone to to get games in the midst of this pandemic. I think it's kind of been the same thing for the Summertown boys. Again, playing Murfreesboro Central over the weekend, playing Lawrence County on New Year's Eve, um, picking up this game last night against Columbia Academy. So they have um, kind of shifted on the fly as well. Yeah, and and that's uh, it's kind of what you got to do. I mean, it's 2020, 2021. You, you, everybody is having to, you know, find a way to get around it on uh, on the fly. So, and we're about to give you the rundown. And just so you know that all of these games are scheduled, but not necessarily will be played. <laughs> Let's hope. This is the Rundown. In last night's girls' action, Zion Christian went on the road for a big victory at Franklin Classical, 58-11. Richland girls went on the road and fell to Fayetteville and Arkansas Little Rock signee Zanaria Robinson. That was Fayetteville 62, Richland. Fayetteville 62, Richland 57. There we go. And community girls defeated Eagleville 40-34 at Eagleville. On the boys' side, Richland 64, Fayetteville 44. Again, Columbia Academy 83, Summertown 72, and Eagleville's boys 55, Community 51. In tonight's schedule, again, this is subject to change without prior notice. Zion Christian scheduled to host Battleground Academy boys. In a doubleheader, Spring Hill set to host Centennial. Columbia Central. We'll travel to Franklin County in a doubleheader. Cullioca and at Hampshire, also a doubleheader. Dixon County scheduled to go to Independence. Columbia Academy will host Franklin Road Academy. Richland will host Huntland. Mount Pleasant hosts Santa Fe. Summit will travel to Franklin. Coffee County is at Shelbyville. And Tullahoma is set to host Cascade. Again, all of those games are set 
for tonight, but are subject to change without prior notice. On the match tonight, you got a tri-match at Forest as the Columbia Central and the Cheatham County wrestling teams will go to Chapel Hill and take on the host Rockets. Uh, Spring Hills Raiders will wrestle at Centennial in a district match, and Fairview visits Summit this evening. So, action at Forest and at Centennial is scheduled to start at or around 5 o'clock. That Fairview Summit match varsity will start at about 5.30. So, three wrestling matches in addition to the basketball action going on tonight. And that is your Tuesday Rundown. There you go. So, um, lots of basketball to get out and see tonight. You're definitely, uh, if you have the ability to go, definitely go support your kids. Obviously, if you are not a parent or in the immediate household of a participant, a player, or coach, then you are not allowed in the building per TWSAA and Governor Bill Lee's order. Is it? That's right. That's that's pretty accurate. So you better know somebody. And if you don't. <laughs> There are plenty of options. Oh, yeah. Uh, You can, for our Columbia fans, you can hear the Lions broadcast on WKRM 1037. The Summit Franklin game will be right here on WKOM 1017 FM. So you can hear those. Just uh, as an aside, if you are a Huntland fan and you're traveling over to Richland tonight, in the event that you see Jesse Jennings score 35 points, you will see her go over 2,000 points for her career. She needs 35 points. 35. I'm sorry. Th- I'm sorry. 32 points. 32 points will get her over 2,000 for the career. Man, that Alabama math. Well, I was actually looking at this year instead of the total. Okay. Yeah. There's 165 for the year, 1968 for her career, okay. and I got confused. Okay. By the way, uh, just want to make sure you can hear the Franklin County call tonight on WZYX Radio. Uh, the Eagle against Columbia, too. Okay. So, And um, the Columbia Academy game is on the NFHS network. Yes. So you, you will be able to hear or watch that one if you would like on NFHS. I will be at Centennial Spring Hill, so you'll have coverage there on S, at SM underscore TN on Spring Sports on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports at Christian 14 Mo will be, again, he will be at the Mount Pleasant Santa Fe game if you want to take advantage of him at Mo Patton underscore sports. That's as we that, get that's pretty well got it covered. That, that's pretty much it. Yeah. In the second hour, we're going to talk college football playoffs on the top of that. Of course, the NFL coaching rumors and the NHL has done something ridiculous and it's trash can juice. And we'll tell you all about it. It's also top five Tuesday, top five most bingeable shows, most bingeable shows. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay tuned on the other side of the 10 o'clock hour.
on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, weekdays from 9 to 11, right here on WKOM 1017. You never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices, certainly in the Southeast, on college football, John Bryce with FootballScoop.com. We have with us this morning, Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress. New York Times bestselling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday. Mr. Jeff Perlman. The voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 1017 WKOM. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho quick walk in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back into the second hour of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. That uh, that intro music there kind of sounded like if uh, if maybe Carlos Santana. I don't know. Who plays the acoustic guitar? What's the guy's name? It's not Carlos Santana. It's... Uh, it's like if he did a mashup with uh, Trans Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> you know, you know what that's called. It is uh, that cut of music is um, Arabian Nights. Okay, like uh, like the school in Alabama. There's that, a school called Arabian. Well, well yeah, Nights? it's 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 Arab. Alabama. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, Arab, not Arab. Yeah. Oh yes, Arab Arabian Nights. Yes. They're yes. up. They're up on Brantley Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. You know, if you've never heard Henry Cho talk about his wife from Arab, Alabama, yeah, look that up. It's that hilarious. dude is funny. Well, his wife is from Arab, and it's it's he tell he talks. <laughs> oh my it's goodness! Great. Did he go to UT? He's from Knoxville, isn't he? I don't know if he went to UT or not. I'm but, pretty uh, sure he's from Knoxville. That's a, he, he's a, he's a really funny guy. Mm-hmm. Really funny guy. Okay. Let's, uh, I'll tell you what, let's get into some college football first in this hour because it is top five Tuesday. And, uh, later we will talk about our top five shows that we have binge watched. And that doesn't happen to be our, uh, Nine three one three eight one one zero one seven is it? 
We may have. Apparently not. Yeah, we have a uh, – if you want to talk about the college football playoffs, it's 931-381-1017. You can shoot us a text or give us a call. If you do shoot us a text, give us your name and your location, and we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. But uh, we do want to talk college football playoffs because the – I I don't have any idea if the, the validity of this, but – I read somewhere yesterday where they may be talking about pushing the playoff back a week to the 18th. Somebody got a COVID issue? I don't know if there's a COVID issue. I don't know if – I don't know what it is. That's but odd. That's uh, – I would be very upset mm. if there were – if it were to be pushed back. I don't know. That's it's just me. Yeah, because I'm already efforting to clear off – Next Monday night, we we got to figure out where we're going to watch. I think we figured out yesterday. I was just about to say that where I, we're going to watch I, it. I think, yeah, I think there is a a local spot here that uh, will be perfect for that. I think you're um, right. So, the college football playoff championship game, Ohio State, Alabama, scheduled for next Monday on January 11th. The semifinals were something unique, to say the least. Uh, obviously, we expected Alabama to to beat Notre Dame. I thought they would probably beat them a little more than they did. I, I thought there were, it, it would be a little bit higher scoring, I guess. I don't know if I expected the, the difference to be much. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I was very surprised Alabama only scored 31 points. Well, and with good reason. That was the first time they had been held below 35 in, what, two years? Forever. Yeah, quite some time. So, you know, kudos to former Notre Dame defensive coordinator and new Vanderbilt coach Clark Lee for limiting the Crimson Tide to 31 points. You know, we've seen Alabama struggle coming out of halftime the last couple of weeks. You know, in the SEC championship game, they struggled. And then against Notre Dame, they they, they fared very well in the first half and then did sputtered. sputtered a little in the second. So I'm curious if, if there's an issue there. I mean, obviously Sar- Steve Sarkeesian has had very good game plans going into – these games and his ability to draw up very unique plays, especially the touchdown pass in the first half where uh, Devontae Smith ran from the left to the right. And then he had both the safety and the corner go with him. And uh, I'm not sure I can't the remember. tight end Who number had, 19. Yeah, whoever the other kid was. Yeah, the other kid. And um, that's and you know, we were talking about this yesterday. It's sounding like Jalen Waddle may get back, particularly if this game gets pushed back a week. Oh if, yeah, if it's if it's no question if it goes to the eighteenth, Jalen Waddle will definitely be back. Um So uh, so all of a sudden you're talking about Devontae Smith, who should be your Heisman winner. That's correct. You're talking about John Mechie. You're talking about this tight end wide receiver flex kid whose name we can't recall, but he's number 19. And then you're talking about Jalen Waddle. It's Billingsley, wasn't it? 
I don't. Jaleel Billingsley. Okay. All right. He's he he may be their next. Uh, what is he? A sophomore. Uh, Jaleel Billingsley is a, a sophomore tight end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's kind of that. Um, he's kind of that Jared Cook type tight end. You know, kind of long and lean and and deceptively sizable, and can get down the field on you. Right. So again, you're talking about those guys, and then getting Jalen Waddle back. Oh, and your running back finished fifth in the Heisman. <laughs> There's that. Also, though, it would it would give Justin Fields a little extra time to heal those ribs, potentially. So I. I would almost want to push it back just so both teams would be 100% healthy. So there's no excuses. No excuses either way. Yeah. And Steve Sarkeesian, though, would just as soon go on and get it over with so he can get to well, it's a dead other period. things. It's a dead period anyway uh, for the next two weeks. Well, I'm sure there's stuff he could be doing, though. But, yes, I mean, I'm sure he could, you know, do administrative things and probably – interview some coaches because as you told me yesterday, Will Muschamp is apparently out as defensive coordinator potential, but you mentioned a very interesting name. Which one? Barry Odom? Barry Odom from Missouri. Who is currently Missouri. Who's currently defense coordinator at Arkansas. So it's uh I'm sure he would like to get it over with, but uh it would be a lot of fun. If uh, if everybody was healthy, I still think it's going to be a really good football game. I obviously, when we talked earlier this year, we said six games wouldn't be enough to get anybody into the playoffs. Clearly, we were wrong. Still think we were right. <laughs> well, but Ohio State did what they had to do. You know, they went out and they they beat the man. <laughs> and. I can't okay. be I can't be mad at them for being in the championship game, but I still don't think they deserve to be there. Do you think Alabama Ohio State, having watched Ohio State Clemson, do you expect Alabama Ohio State to be a better game than Alabama Clemson would have been? Yes. I I don't think after watching that game, I don't think Alabama Clemson would have been a very good game at all. I think Alabama would have rolled them. I think Ohio State Put it this way, I'm hammering the line at seven and a half. I think Ohio State can win the football game. I really do. Hmm. That would be blasphemous in many corners. I'm just saying the last time Alabama's offensive coordinator took a head coaching job in the middle of the playoff, it did not turn out so well. Yeah. And it's hard to split that time. It is. I just Alabama's got so much firepower on offense. There's a lot of firepower. Don't don't get me wrong. I think there's 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 a lot there. But Ohio State's pretty good defensively. They're better than I thought they were. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. Uh, you know, after the SEC went six and two in bowl games, including losing record teams beating Indiana and NC State NC State and man and just, NC State was so whiny going into that ball game they didn't want to be there 
you know, Kentucky was a favorite in that game, mm-hmm. and NC State took umbrage at their underdog status despite everything they had accomplished. And so, well, Kentucky went in and Vegas knows what they're doing more than they don't. It's it's pretty impressive the fact that well, and and there are so many people out there. Well, it's just an SEC bias, SEC bias, guys. <sighs> Eight and two last year in bowl games. Six and two this year. One of those losses was a sixth place team in the SEC against the Big Tw- Big Ten runner up. All right, and then the other. I, I make no excuses for Florida losing to Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma was going to win either way, but Kyle Trask had zero options <laughs> at receiver. He was. Kyle Trask was throwing to guys that he probably had to be introduced to before the game. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. But, but I mean, if you're a Heisman finalist, you need to find a way to make some plays regardless of who you're throwing it to. You don't, you don't throw the interception that he threw in the first drive. I don't care who your receiver is, you don't throw that pick. But but regardless, like you said, I, I felt like going into that game that Oklahoma was peaking at the right time, maybe, as opposed to Florida. They were. Uh, I thought Ohio, Iowa State, you know, got better as the year went on, obviously. Mm-hmm. That Big 12 championship game, I thought, uh, this, is, this is just not good. Mm-hmm. And then, just kidding, the Big 12 – I mean, and again, I'm not saying that the Big 12 deserved, you know, any playoff consideration because we've seen that movie and we know how that ends. You're right. But they're very good, you know. Yeah. I mean, Oklahoma probably deserved to be the number five team. Exactly. I agree with that completely. <laughs> and the, the first team out, as they say in bracketology. I mean – but Georgia and Texas A&M took care of business. And you can say, oh, well, you know, Cincinnati. <laughs> it's not always about that. I mean, You've seen it before. You've seen the Boise States. You've seen the UCFs. You've seen these teams who are, you know, the best group of five team can play with some of the top tier teams in college football on a one-game basis, a mm-hmm. couple of weeks to prepare. Right. It's going to happen sometimes. I mean, Louisiana Lafayette and Iowa State. In the season opener. Even Kansas State, Oklahoma. I mean, when you have time to prepare for these teams, you can put together a pretty good game plan sometimes. And it's not like Cincinnati's got a bunch of scrubs out there. They're pretty darn good. They're they're pretty darn good. Luke Fickle's pretty darn good. Exactly. So, uh, Georgia winning that game – Impressive win for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. And, I mean, they they don't have to hang their head over beating Cincinnati by three. Sure. And then Texas A and M getting their win over North Carolina after North Carolina had started the season really high, kind of lulled in the middle, finished the season really well. So I mean, you can't be. You have to expect that. You know, again, six and two in bowl games, eight and two last year. You're fourteen and four in the last two years. There's not an SEC bias. It's an SEC's better. I think that the SEC bias comes from your anti-SEC folks looking at you, Danny Cannell. Joel Clatt. 
yeah. is the guy. Yeah. And um, I'm not here for that. I mean, I, I don't know what is it that the SEC has to do for it to not be SEC bias. I mean, maybe somebody else should make the bowl matchups. I don't, I don't know. I mean, all they're doing is beating the folks that you put in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> more times than they're not yeah i mean I, what what is it that they're supposed to do that they're not doing that nah. that would dispel the sec bias great question mo that's why you're a hall of famer because that's a, that you pose the questions and there are no answers they there's very little more than they can do since 2004 yeah. five yeah so there you go who's gonna win the heisman trophy tonight Devonte smith you got JP. Yeah, I think it'll be Devontae Smith based on the first uh, couple of national honors that he won. He's the um, he's the odds-on favorite. That being said, sometimes those national honors are the uh, consolation consolation prizes. prizes. So could, there's that. Could be, I, but I I don't know. I, if, Tim, if it's not, is Tim Devontae Brown Smith. the last receiver? Yes. To win the Heisman, uh, Desmond Howard. Desmond mm. Howard won it. Yeah, two years after. Okay. Yeah, Tim Brown. So you're right. Um, if it's not Devonte Smith, Mac Jones, <laughs> it's got to be Jones. If it's not Devonte Smith, it's Trevor Lawrence. I know that sounds crazy, but it, it, that's that. The only thing I, th- the only reason I think it's Trevor Lawrence, if it's Trevor Lawrence, is because of it's a lifetime achievement award. And it's not, and it's and he, not, and he hasn't won it. He hasn't won it. Correct. And he's leaving. So, my. This is why I a think good point. if it's not Devontae Smith. It is Smith, a good point. That's why I think it will be Trevor Lawrence. But all right. On the other side of a quick break, we're going to talk about some trash can juice. <laughs> oh, we love it. And the NHL. We'll also talk about some NFL coaching rumors. And of course, top five Tuesday still to come this hour. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint all these new drops and bumpers 
It's like Christmas. It's like JP's been holding out on us. It's the 10th day of Christmas, and JP gave to me. <laughs> Mo, you said you wanted some balloons, some champagne, something. This is my version of balloons and is bubbly. It. Is some uh, some new uh, production elements. Well, there we go. <laughs> and I, I love it. I still want some balloons and streamers and, and a confetti. Cake. We don't have yeah. a welcome home banner like uh, yeah, hanging I mean, across the head. What, what what up? Somebody's slacking. <laughs> the, you know what we probably don't have a uh, production element for, though? This trash can juice, and we should definitely get Oscar I'm, the Grouch. I'm going to work on that, yes. <laughs> Where's Oscar the yes. Grouch? <laughs> oh, man. And I've got plenty of trash can juice to throw at you this morning. And Ooh. for those, <laughs> oh, that's an exactly for those of you who are unaware of the term trash can juice, it's just basically me saying this is a uh, trash. It's yeah, it's it, it's bull crap, for lack of a better term. And it just makes absolutely no sense this morning, as the National Hockey League has announced. They have sold the naming rights to their four divisions. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. It's a bold strategy. <laughs> it's definitely going to pay off. Oh, it, yeah. No Certainly question paid. it's going to pay off. If it wasn't paying, they wouldn't be doing it. But your Nashville Predators will take part in the 2021 season uh, in the Discover Central Division, just like Discover Card. Mm-hmm. Who will we discover in the 2021 Central hmm. Division this year? I hope guys? the Predators discover some wins. <laughs> the uh, the Red Wings are the favorite to lose. I, I don't really know what they they they're supposed to finish last, right? They're like how the mighty have fallen. They're like two thousand to one odds to win the division. Wow, which division? The Central. Oh, the Discover Central. The Discover Central Division. And, you know, JP, I don't know if you know how, like, odds work and stuff, but, like, so if you bet $20 on the Detroit Red Wings to uh, to win the Central Division, then uh, you would lose $20. <laughs> That's how betting works. <laughs> Also in the NHL. Thank you for coming yep. to my TED Talk. Yep. <laughs> also in the NHL, you have the Honda West Division. The Honda West Division. The Scotia North Division. And now the Scotia... Scotia Must be a Canadian. Scotia Bank. Yes. Is it, and, and is it Canadian? It is. And it's okay. all Canadian teams. Right. So the, yep. the North Division is all Canada, so that makes sense. What's going to happen when we get to the playoffs if, heaven forbid, Canada still isn't letting folks in and out? From what I have read is they are allowing the NHL to play or or they are leaving allowing it them to play to each province. Well, they're allowing them to play, but like you said, the Scotia Division is all Canadian teams, so they don't have to come into the U.S. because they're they're only playing within their division, right? Uh, that I don't know. I believe the NHL is, is just playing division, division play? only, yeah, for the regular season. Well, I mean, that's a great question at that point. I don't know the answer to that. That will be – they may have to 
play all of their games in the United States. Which could happen. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's not going to matter. There's not any fans, so what does it really matter? To that question, uh, this is from NHL.com. Each team will play a 56-game schedule and face teams only in its division during the regular season, which will begin January 13th. Uh, after the NHL and NHL Players Association announced approval of the plan um, recently. So the top four teams in each division will qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs when each round will be best of seven. Top four teams from each division? Top four teams in each division will qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs. So you're talking about conference quarterfinals then? Um. No, no conference. Top yeah. four teams in each division. So yeah, they're so you got eight six. on either side. Yeah, so it's it's the it's normally what. Yeah, it's it's your normal. Okay, it, okay. all right, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be wild. <laughs> eight teams on each side, and okay. and no wild card. Just right. top four teams. Yeah, but you're only playing your division, so therefore. It is a true top four from your division. Sure. Yeah, unless it's the NL Central and everybody beat Pittsburgh 37 times each. That's well, all. I, my, my, point, yeah. my point being that we saw how bad the NL Central was and they got like four teams in the playoffs. I, 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 think, it's, I think this is a, um, a pandemic yeah, it's, it's fine. asterisk. Oh, yeah. It's fine. I, it's I don't think this is the way that they're going to go. Moving Long forward, term, so, yeah, it is what it is. It's fine. Just play the games, put them on TV so I can see them. That's all I care about. Meanwhile, we still don't know the status of the NLDH for twenty twenty one. Still have no idea. We? So, thank you, you, Rob Manfred. <laughs> um, moving on from the NHL, just I guess the last thing is the East Division is Mass Mutual. So. The Honda West. Honda is the only one that's not financial related. <laughs> Discover, Scotia, and Mass Mutual. <laughs> oh, meaning okay, the the entity. I got you. So there you go. Um, are you, if if you'll permit me to at least sure. mention the teams because they have changed the divisions. Mm, that's right, they have. The, so the divisions have changed. As you talked about the um, the North is all Canadian teams. Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, Winnipeg. The West features Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Los Angeles, Minnesota, San Jose, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, or just Vegas. They go by Vegas. That, yeah, I was going to say that's weird. They but, go yeah. by Vegas. Um, the Central, Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, and Tampa Bay. Jeez, that's brutal. Um, it's a lot of traveling. Uh, and then the East uh, is Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the New York Islanders, the New York Rangers, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington. So that Eastern corridor in the U.S. there for the East. That's a, th those are two really tough divisions. I mean, like seriously tough. It's going to be interesting. Carolina, Chicago, Dallas. Tampa, mm -hmm. Nashville, a really good team is going to get left out of the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A really good team. Uh-huh. You've got the Sheesh. reigning uh, Stanley Cup champs in Tampa Bay. Um, you've got a perennial 
uh, playoff team in Nashville. Dallas has been there recently. Columbus has been on the uptick. Carolina can always slip in. Is Seth Jones still in Columbus? I Who? do not know. Oh, different. Seth, Seth Jones. Different Jones, my bad. Yeah. Um, not Mike. No. <laughs> Who? No. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So, NHL, trash can juice. Do not sell the naming rights to your stinking divisions. That's ridiculous. Some NFL news. Uh, there are plenty of folks looking to hire head coaches. Six, six to be exact. To be exact. <laughs> and I don't know that there's six names out there. Hmm. Jason Garrett, by the way, interviewed with the Los Angeles Chargers. Wow. You fired a guy who went 12-4 and four last year to interview Jason Garrett? <laughs> okay. Wow. Um... Yeah. (laughs) Dan Mullen has apparently interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons, but from my understanding and some sources on through some of my Twitter followers say that he's literally just doing this to try to get an extension at Florida. Sorry, Sorry, that wouldn't surprise me. So Um, that would not surprise me at all. Urban Myers. Meyer. Urban Myers job to turn down (laughs) is Jacksonville. Oh, it was it was apostrophe. Yes, it was yeah, it was possessive. You, you. sorry, Ur, yeah, Urban Meyer's job to turn down is Jacksonville. So there's three names, but one of them we don't believe. We know that, you know, Arthur Smith is at least the number one guy on two different teams, supposedly charts. Yeah, um, Eric Bieniemy, Robert Saleh, and Raheem Morris have all interviewed with the Falcons. Well, if Eric not be friend, he'd be enemy. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's what we're here for. I'm working on my dad jokes, guys. There you go. Yep. I'll be a dad in like 64 days. Eric sleeping with (laughs) be enemy. enemy. (laughs) That's so good. That's better. Um, He's been a dad longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. You got some work to do, Chris. Yeah. But, um,. Jason Garrett. That's ridiculous, y'all. That is ridiculous. If you're going to hire a guy who's an offensive coordinator out of uh, out of out of a quote successful program, why would you not hire if he not be friend? <laughs> I'm going to throw a name out at you, both of you. Talk to me. Byron, Byron Leftwich. He knew where I was going. Mm-hmm. How'd you know? Well, yesterday on TSL, uh, five to six, by the way, on uh, TriStar Sports Radio. Uh, shameless I, plug. I, yeah, shameless. That's me. I I came across uh, these uh, potential uh, coaches where they fit, and that caught my attention. Uh, Byron Leftwich as a potential head football coach, and and it took me a second to realize or remember that, yeah, he's been doing fairly well in Tampa as the offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. Okay, and he but, throws down the field more than any other offense in the last year and a half. Okay, but if Byron left, which is not interviewed for an NFL job, does he consider Marshall? Mm. I'm, sure, I'm sure he would always take that call and consider Marshall. Got to. It's your alma mater, wouldn't you? 
Well, I mean, do you want to be a head coach? Do you want to be a college head coach? I, do you want to just stick around the NFL until you get that NFL job? I don't know. I'm just saying. Sometimes the NFL doesn't like you if you don't necessarily have head coaching experience. I just gotta hope that that's a phone call that Marshall makes. Oh, they're definitely if they have a phone not call. already yeah. made it. How do you not? Yeah, that's your first phone call. Exactly. <laughs> well, then it should have been made since Doc Holliday was. I, I'm sure it's already was relieved of his duties yesterday. <laughs> Parted ways with Marshall. Yes, semantics, yes. right? Mm-hmm. I've I've heard that that was not even a Marshall thing. That that was a board of trustees, West Virginia governor, stepping in. Dang. Yeah, like I've I've heard that that's that's going up the ladder. So anyway, that's another that's another story. But because they don't have anything else to do, right? But worry about the state of Marshall, Marshall football. football. I mean. Byron Leftwich would be a fantastic option for at least a, a try, at least a well, shot. I mean, if you're Marshall, if you're Marshall, what more could you want? Well, I, I'm just saying for for Leftwich, I mean, he would be a good interview for NFL teams. Sure, yeah, great, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So, if you're Marshall, I mean, what box would Byron Leftwich not check? Uh, no head coaching experience. Who cares? It's CSA. It's, it's Marshall. Yeah, it's conference and, and it's your and it's your guy. It's <laughs> a successful guy. Uh huh. Yeah. Who literally had to be carried down the field? I mean, but when, still want to. When I is mean, Marshall ever going to get an NFL coach of any kind to come coach at Marshall? Right. Anyway, Chad Pennington ain't walking through the no, door. No. No. Well, and neither is Randy Moss. I don't. Yeah. Think, no. So, although Deion Sanders coached, so you never know. <laughs> Prime time, baby. Prime time. Uh, so, I mean, the NFL coaching rumors are just flying all over the place. If Arthur Smith is an option, and he obviously is, do you guys think he can be successful anywhere else? Do those teams realize that he doesn't get to bring Tannehill and Henry with them, with him? And A.J. Brown and Corey Davis and John o. Smith and yeah. Ferkser and Adam Humphreys. And it's not a package deal. <laughs> and Saffold and Quesenberry. I just don't know. I just don't know that what he has done with the Titans, I don't know how easily replicated it would be. It depends on where you're going. If I mean, I feel like there are some places that, that could – I mean, you can draft that type of player. You see a Derrick Henry in this draft. Najee Harris. I mean, he's a guy who's – he's not as big – but, I mean, he is a guy who can carry the ball 25 times a game and be successful doing it. Um, hmm. I, I just feel like a, a successful running back is all you need. You don't have to have necessarily Derrick Henry. You just have to have a running game that's going to get you 120 to 150 a game on average. Mm-hmm. If you can do that – there are a lot of quarterbacks in this league who can play off of who that. can play off of that like Tannehill is doing. By the way, speaking of Arthur Smith, ESPN.com yesterday had a coaching carousel story where I saw the the Byron left with Arthur Smith, and what it does is it goes through and they grade these potential hires mm-hmm. per the team. Arthur Smith for the Chargers grading the match an A uh, for the Jets a C plus, Jaguars an A minus. Falcons a C minus, Lions a C minus, the Texans a B, 
So uh, the Chargers, obviously, uh, according to this article, would be his best. Would fit. be the top. I think he would fit well in Atlanta as well, because they have the Todd Gurley option. They uh, and they can draft. They can draft a running back, and that's all they need. If that makes sense. I, you know, we were talking off air at one point, and I feel like. The Falcons of the six teams that are looking for a coach right now, I feel like the Falcons, as they are currently constructed, are the closest to postseason ready. I agree. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars is the best option for a coach. $10 million in cap space, 11 draft picks, including the number one overall, by the way. They've got two ones this year and two twos, if I'm not mistaken. They've got a lot of I'm going to tell you what though the number one draft pick ask the Jets about the number one draft it can be pick. a burden uh, yeah I but, mean if you don't hit it but the, coming out Trevor Lawrence is but when the you've, prohibitive but when you've got four in 64 it makes the number one a lot easier to make because you can get other pieces around number one if you're trading to number one and you have no other options like the jets have done in the past it doesn't help you that's why i think the jets at number two are going to go offensive tackle from oregon and it's going to be mind-blowing you think you've seen jets fans mad before (laughs) they're going to go nuts i think we've seen jets fans mad every year so i'm just saying you're gonna make them mad anyway you might as well get somebody to protect your darn quarterback so anyway whoever it is whoever it may be all right guys we got to take a quick break on southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone joint when we come back it is top five tuesday we'll give you our top five bingeable tv streaming shows so stay tuned for that We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. If that's not true, I don't know what else is. This is definitely the sports talk show you've always wanted. Probably not. It's the sports talk show I've always wanted. Well, 
Mo's got his uh, his hands uh, like the guy from behind the tree meme. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> licking his chops. Yeah. He go. is licking his chops ready to go. Excellent, Smithers. <laughs> yes, Mr. Burns there. 13 mm-hmm. minutes to the top of the 11 o'clock hour here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I'm Chris Yao, joined, by all, as always, by Maurice Patton and J.P. Plant, who's on the controls. We welcome in our friends from WZYX Radio, The Eagle, in Franklin County. You can find them on 1440 AM, 94.5 FM, and 95.3 FM if you are in the Franklin County area. We appreciate their first show of the day. Their maiden voyage. Yeah, their maiden voyage here. Their first show ever. And Glad to have you with us if you're in Winchester, Cowan, Deckard, Huntland. What else is down there? Deckard. I love, I, I love that down name. It's great. Yeah. Well, well, my dad, my dad worked for years for um, CSX Railroad, which oh. was formerly L and N, and he was always talking about Deckard and something going on down there, a derailment in Deckard, or <laughs> derailment in Deckard, yeah, or something along those lines. And and so finally, I when I actually went to a ball game down at Franklin County, I was going down forty one. Shelbyville, Tullahoma. And you're like, <gasps> this, yeah, this is, uh, this is Decker. There we go. That's it. Yeah. Oh, man. That's awesome. I love that. So thank you guys so much at WZYX for hanging out with us today. It is Top 5 Tuesday. Each Tuesday, we're going to give you our Top 5 Something Random. <laughs> this week, it's, I was, I came up with this as I was binge watching Chicago PD. I figured. <laughs> I'm just like you when, know what? when that when that random text came out last night top top five binge worthy shows I'm well, like okay I mean what are you gonna do I mean we we didn't have a top five category and I was like you know what let's just go with this so go. top five shows to binge watch uh, if you are quarantined over two weeks maybe you get COVID or something you need some, you need something to do for two weeks here's what you're gonna do you're gonna go with the top five. And we're going to give you those. All right. You guys got yours? I'll start if I need to. I've got mine. Go. You got um, any honorable mentions first? I, well, I've got a tie at five, basically. A tie at five. Okay. And, and I need to preface this by saying I didn't really start binging until I was forced to by the stay-at-home edict Right. Um, late in my previous career. <laughs> but um, So I've only really binged two shows. Okay. But these are candidates, and again, at, tied at number five would be Friday Night Lights. And the reason mm. I've not done it is because I'm afraid it's not going to live up to the book. It will. No, Friday Night Lights, and it, the show is not anything near. It's completely different. It's, I promise you, do it. Okay. Do it. Um, it would be tied for me with The Wire, which I, I never saw because I didn't have HBO at the time That's a and, great show. and I you know wasn't devoting that much time to watching TV anyway so great show JP five this is where it's uh, difficult I got a couple of honorable mentions um, Mad Men of course um, is a fantastic one and one that uh, I'm currently binge watching the latest season featuring Chris Rock Fargo Fargo 
Fargo is fantastic. Um, each season has its own elements, but they somehow all tie together. So, with that being said, my number five, I'm going to go with um, Peaky Blinders nice. on Netflix. This show isn't over yet, so that's why I'm giving it an honorable mention, but it's Yellowstone. God, it's a good one. It's so good. That's that has to go uh, to my honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. It's just because it's not over. That's yet. the one That's I forgot. The only reason. My number five show that I have binge watched in the last couple of years is Boston Legal. That's a good one. That's a. It'll be the only comedy type show you'll see here. But uh, yeah, Boston Legal, fantastic. My number four kind of falls under your. Shouldn't be on the list because it's still ongoing. But I wish I had gotten into it from the start and didn't. And so to catch up, I would have to binge it. Sure. This is us. See, I didn't I didn't start Yellowstone either. So we binge watched the first three seasons this past year. So, yeah, I'm with you. Um, this is us is really good. Sarah binge watched the first four or five seasons. It's It was really good. So, yeah, my wife watches that one, too. And cries every week. <laughs> <laughs> Are we at number four? Number we four. Are. We are at number four. All right. Um, this one is with Jason Bateman. It's called Ozarks. Yeah. I, I want to watch that. I just Fantastic. haven't started it yet, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. It's on my list. It's up there. My number four is Suits. As we were talking about last night, uh, just a great show. Just an absolute great show. If you've not watched Suits, Art it's Paul on. Gosler. Uh, no. Right? Is that not him? No, is he no. not in that? No. This is... Suits is about a, uh, a guy who doesn't have a college degree and pretends he goes into a, a law firm because he has photographic memory and gets a job and pretends to be a lawyer, and then there's a whole... Obviously, it's a problem yeah. if you pretend to be <laughs> a lawyer. What am I thinking about then with Mark Paul Gussler? I'm not sure, but Gabriel, whatever his name is, looks kind of like him, so that maybe could that's, be it. Maybe that's it. But yeah, Suits, USA show. My number three would be Last Chance You. It's great. Mm, it's good. I, I which, mean, which season's your favorite? I, I've I've not watched it. I, I've, yeah, he hasn't oh, watched it. I've, I've not binged. I've I've only binged two shows, and they're coming up. Okay. My favorite is Independences because Jason, do you like Independence better than East Mississippi though? Jason makes that the first season of Independence. Yeah. Jason makes that the show. Coach? Uh, yeah, I can't think of his last name, but that dude, he made that show completely different. So, that dude was out of control. Out of, that's why. <laughs> that's why it's so amazing. Like the first two. I seasons, mean, he was out of control even for JUCO. Yeah, the, the first two seasons with Buddy, or first three seasons, whatever. Brittany made the show. Yes, the the, the counselor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Jason made that show just insane. So yeah, that's that's my favorite good. season personally. We're at number three. Mm-hmm. Um, I was late to the party on this one, but once I got to it, it was nonstop Game of Thrones. There you go. There you go. I was late to the party on this one, but I watched the heck out of it, and it was Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad number yep. three. Yeah, I mean, it's a Walter White, fantastic show. My number two only lasted one season and I didn't realize it when I got into it. I like those, by the way. The one season shows. Pitch. Okay. I haven't seen this, so I'm, I'm curious. First female major league pitcher. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Jenny uh, Baker. Speaking of first major league pitcher, mm. how about the first uh, major league or first professional black female coach to coach baseball? Bianca uh, Bri- Smith. Bri- oh, is it? Is that who it is? I thought it was yeah. Brianna Taylor. Anyway. No. Bianca Smith. Bianca Smith. She's um, Red Sox in the Red Sox organization. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It just came cool. down in the last couple of days. But yeah, pitch. It was a Fox production. And May I have to check that out? Yeah. It's, yeah. I hadn't heard of that one. And Mark uh, Paul Gosler is in it, actually. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, by the way, um, Saved by the Bell has a reboot. And I um, heard it's really good. Yeah. The, the writing is not cheesy. I, I'll be honest with you. I want to watch it. I probably will. Uh, I got to find it because I was a, a Saved by the Bell guy. All right, number two. Um, completely different than Saved by the Bell, The Sopranos. Yeah, that's a good one. Completely different. Yeah. <laughs> completely. <laughs> this is not completely different from The Sopranos. My number two is Dexter. I've, I've started I've gotten into the first season of that one and just watch we, it. we got sidetracked on some other things but I, I did like it just watch it yeah it's I want to co- get back to it well the new they have a new season coming up so that's oh nice fine. my number one and I was late to the party I, I just came across it on Hulu one night back in February or March and the show was like five years old it had been on it was over justified Yes, that's a good one. That's an honorable mention for me too. I got lots of honorable mentions. That was that was they're great gr- shows. That yeah. was great. All by, right. By the way, uh, justified, justified. One. Raylan Givens, the mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. he's also in this new season of Fargo with Chris Rock. The ca- <laughs> he, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. My number one, uh, Walter White, Jesse, Breaking Bad. All time. JP going Breaking Bad. My number one, I binge watched this show before. Binge watching was a thing before Netflix was streaming, before Amazon Prime was streaming. I bought the entire series oh on boy. DVD and binge watched this thing from beginning to end. I've seen it three times to this point. The West Wing. Greatest show in television history. Yeah. Not even close. <laughs> swipe Mike, the mic on that one. Mike swipe. Mike swipe. <laughs> I, I don't have I can't drop it, so we're swiping it. Spin it. Will it spin? Uh, no. Anyway, the West Wing. I, I, like I said, I binge watched that one before. Binge watching on Netflix was a thing. Bought the entire series on DVD. It was great. But uh, there you go. So we'll have that poll up on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports. Make sure to go vote for your favorite TV show to binge watch. You'll have options of our three number ones and then other. You can always comment there as well. We want to thank again our friends from WZYX over in Franklin County for joining us today. We'll talk with you guys again on Thursday, so we appreciate that. And we will be back here on WKOM 1017 FM. If you want to hear the rest of the show, if you missed any part of the show or you want to hear tomorrow's show, whatever, find us on the podcast at SM-TN Sports today, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, for JP Plant, our producer, the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, I'm Chris Yao. Can I say stay cool, Columbia now? I don't know. We got friends stay over. Stay cool, Southern Middle Tennessee. That's right. <laughs> It we'll quite have the same ring, out. though. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Sorry, we'll see you guys next uh, next time on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint.